And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 214 of the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris. I'm your host, and we're coming at you, as always, from the beautiful spires of Chicago, Illinois, where things are starting to get a little bit chillier now. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I really like this colder weather, and it's gotten me out of the house and going out every weekend now and I'm doing these longer and longer walks every week and there's a reason for that and I know I I teased it last time Uh, I'll probably keep teasing it till the end of the year and then tell you what's going on but uh, I am uh, you know doing like 10 mile hikes now on weekends and and trying to get out there and do more and more and more walking and you know try to get uh, my legs and knees and all that more better shape and and, you know for uh, you know the adventures ahead and that's that's kind of what what I'm doing. Anyway, uh, don't have a lot of Thor news here, and that is just something that uh, we're just going to have to get used to. Uh, just to have a, a real quick shout out before we get started, want to uh, welcome Thor Killed the Leper, who is uh, one of our new followers over on Podbean. And I welcome Thor Killed, and uh, just uh, you know, feel free to chime in like everyone else. Now, of course, if anybody out there is not a member of our Facebook group, y'all should come and join our Facebook group. Just look for Radio Free Asgard. Over there, and you will find us. You can also find us on Stitcher and Twitter. We're at Radio Free Asgard, and every once in a while, we post stuff over there that we don't post on Facebook. So, yeah, that's that's where it's all happening right now is over on Twitter. But anyway, <laughs> I I have to admit, I really still don't get the whole Twitter thing. I'm I'm not very good at it, and yeah, but uh, yeah, with. With input, you know, with other people talking back and forth, I, I I imagine I can be better at it. But yeah, it's hard to think of stuff in the course of my regular business day, and and the things I normally do during the day to to think about things to put on Twitter. But yeah, <laughs> that's just the way life is, I guess. Anyway, uh, another shout out here to the guys over at Legends Myths and Whiskey, and uh, they they uh, they do a great podcast over there, folks. And I, I would love to get a trailer from them to play in the show. But uh, apparently they don't have one available yet. Uh, we'll just uh, keep encouraging them to uh, to come and join us. They, they do a great job over there. Anyhow, uh, we are back in the Bronze Age here, back in uh, Thor number 183. So let's just go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. This week we are looking at the Mighty Thor number 183, cover date, December 1970, cover price 15 whopping cents, and the cover art is by John Buscema, and looks like uh, Sinit on Inks here, 
And shows Thor being blasted by none other than Doctor Doom. Oh, that shouldn't be a surprise because, you know, we left off last issue with him in Latveria. But anyway, uh, they're standing in front of a window with bars on it. And you can see a little idyllic Bavarian-looking village beyond. And Doom has Thor's hammer on the ground in front of him, which is glowing ever so slightly in Kirby Crackle. And... He's uh, Thor is being knocked over by Dr. Doom's blast. And he says, without my hammer, I am truly lost. So, yeah. So we're now in the in the silly cover era of Marvel Comics. So anyway, we open up to the splash page where, of course, we have the credits. Trapped in Doomsland is the name of the story. Stan Lee wrote it. John Buscema drew it. Joe Sinna inked it. Artie Simic was the letterer, and they actually do a little bit of a uh, you know, summary to show us what happened last issue. Last issue, Dr. Don Blake befriended an injured teenager who had been hurt while picketing the Latvian embassy. Upon her recovery, the girl told how her father, the famous Professor Pierre Lafarge, had been imprisoned in Latveria by Dr. Doom and forced to design new missile silos for the armor-clad king. And they have a <laughs> in the uh, in the panel. He's going. I'll do it. I'll do it. But do not help my daughter. However, Cosette Lafarge finally escaped and fled to America to seek help. She found it as Don Blake set himself up as a decoy to be captured by Doctor Doom and brought to Latveria to rescue Prof Lafarge, hoping Blake could cure the hideous face damage that caused him to wear his metal mask. Doom was soon to learn that not even the brilliant young surgeon could help him. Enraged, the sinister monarch hurled Blake into a dungeon, whereupon his prisoner transformed himself into the mighty Thor. But as he took the disguise, and here we are uh, picking up where we left off, and Thor is flying above Latveria, but he's being chased by a missile. A missile doth pursue me, says Thor. Though my speed may be greater, I dare not flee. For if I do, twill fall and destroy on village below. But if I do not, then Thor must be its victim. There be but a split second for Thor to act. Only mine enchanted hammer may save me now. I must whirl it thus at lightning speed. And then, hurl it skyward, where the suction it doth create shall pull the missile in its wake. And he hurls the hammer upward and creates like a tornado. And I, you know, it's kind of cheating, but you know what? I'll, I'll count that as, as being feasible. <laughs> the uh, missile gets sucked upward. And we then realize, you know, at least in this story, Thor can't fly without the hammer, which is kind of how I think of Thor. But I, deprived of Mjolnir, can no longer stay aloft. And so Thor must plunge earthward. And so he plunges earthward and he kind of is trying to, tries to grab a nearby chimney to break his fall. But the chimney breaks apart with a scrack and Thor falls hard on the ground and uh, lands with a thoom. But he's OK because he says, Odin be praised for the strength within my limbs for such a fall would slay a mortal man. And he looks up in the sky, sees a big explosion. The missile hath exploded harmlessly above. The village is saved, and Thor as well. But Mjolnir hath not yet returned to me. And if it not be mine for sixty earthly seconds, then my power too must leave me. And where once stood the Thunder God, only Donald Blake remains. I can't stay here, alone and helpless, where doom may find me. And he has changed back to uh, Dr. Blake. I've got to find a hiding place until I can learn where my hammer fell. 
So, so much for the hammer returning to Thor's hand, right? And we then shift scenes to a few minutes later in the village square. And there's these people, they dress in like stereotypical like Eastern European clothes as an old man. It fell to earth? From where? Careful, it may be a trap, says a woman. An evil trick of Dr. Doom. Quiet, his ears are everywhere, says a guy. And the people are just standing around looking at the hammer, the hammer sitting there laying on the ground. There is no denying it is the hammer of Thor. And then there's a zat, and the people are kind of scattered. They go, look out. And it turns out to be Dr. Doom. Let every man now stand his ground. Or would you have me think you fear your kindly king? I merely sought to protect you, one and all. If there is a danger here, then I shall face it first. And Doom is uh, thinking to himself, and if there's power to be gained, only Doom will have it. And he reaches out and he grabs the hammer. And he can't lift it, obviously, uh, not being worthy at all. And he's like, what shabby insolence is this? Try as I may, I cannot move the hammer. Whatever may be holding it will not withstand my power blasts. And he shoots his power blast out of his gloves at it. And there's a bit of a Kirby crackle and smoke. And he tries again. But still, even aided by the power of my armor, the hammer does not budge. But Dr. Doom will not be foiled. I'll seal it within a field of electrostatic force, says Doom. And he kind of casts his uh, electrostatic spell on it. If I can't have it, no one shall. Sooner or later I'll find a way. But now to hunt the missing Blake. Guard, activate the silent stalker. As your highness commands, says the flunky. And he's got this sort of spidery, robot-y thing. And <laughs> Dr. Doom is uh, saying... This deadly machine, one of my own design, has long kept my subjects in check, but now it will lead me to Dr. Blake. I need only put my victim's picture between the scanner tubes, and it just just so happens he has an 8x10 glossy here of Doc Blake, and he puts it inside the machine, and I guess the scanner tubes scan it, and the stalker goes off. Uh, it looks like he's firing guns in every direction. <laughs> and the stalker shall do the rest, says Dr. Doom. Nothing that lives can escape it, Sawyer, says this flunky. But then Jeff scenes to Asgard and Odin as he is kind of watching what's going on on Earth through his uh, cosmic voyeuroscope. The god of thunder doth face danger most deadly. Although he be flesh of my flesh, I may not grant him aid. Not whilst he hides in human form. Now that's new. <laughs> and Sif is there. But my liege, what if his hammer is lost to him forever? What if he must remain a mortal being? Then the thunder god shall be no more, says Odin. And Balder is there and he says, And here stand we who love him most, powerless to aid him. As Donald Blake, he does stand alone, weak and lame of leg. He is trapped in a land where none will dare to aid him, for fear of Dr. Doom. The most vital fact of all thou hast forgot. Though the body be that of Blake, the spirit be Thor, and Thor be the son of Odin. I have said enough. And so, you know, obviously Odin has some confidence in his son, so that's nice for a change. 
And Sif is still a Stanley weepy woman, so she's uh, crying here. And Baldur's trying to comfort her. Why weepest thou, milady? Hath thou so little faith? Alas, noble Baldur, tis not my faith that doth desert me. Though I be decked in warrior's garb, my heart betrays me as a woman. Let fall thy tears, fair maiden. They have the power to heal a damsel's pain, to soothe the damsel's sorrow, says Odin, and his eyes glowing in his weird yellow-green way. So it's just, just, it could just be the way the coloring is done, but it looks like his eyes are glowing. And we then shift scenes back to Latveria and <laughs> come back to Dr. Blake, who apparently has made his way to inside Doom's castle and the laboratory of Dr. Lafarge. And so he's thinking to himself, uh, still no trace of my hammer. Perhaps Professor Lafarge can help me find it. He's sure to be somewhere within these labs. There, amongst that electronic apparatus, it must be he. And we see he, it is indeed he. And Blake just goes bursting in and, and shouts, Professor Lafarge, thank heavens I found you at last. And Lafarge is like, an intruder, an American. You can't break in here, you oof. And Blake covers, covers his mouth with his hand. Quiet, man. If you cry out, I'm done for. I've come to help you. Help me? Help me? You fool, no one can help me now. Suppose I were to tell you that you don't have to serve Dr. Doom anymore. Suppose I offered you escape. No, no, it's a trick. It must be a trick. Doom sent you to trap me. You must believe me. There's not much time. Your daughter, she's safe. Do you hear? Safe. She can't be. She can't. And Blake is thinking to himself, his ears in captivity have made him too suspicious. He's on the verge of hysteria. If I stay any longer, anything may happen. You can't fool me. Not even Doom can fool me. I'm too smart for you. Too smart for all of you. You're, you're right, Professor. It was just a test, and you passed with flying colors. So uh, I'll be leaving now. <laughs> and Blake goes, goes skulking away. And Blake is thinking to himself, he's too scared, too sick to help me. I've got to find the hammer by myself. And then Thor will find a way to get him to freedom. And you know, so Blake's looking around and he comes back out of the castle. So apparently Lafarge is not kept that much of a prisoner if he can come and go like that. I mean, if Blake can get an out, so can Lafarge. And he uh, eventually stumbles across the hammer in a courtyard. And he's like, the hammer, there in that courtyard. But what's that around it? Some sort of glittering aura humming with pulsating force. It must be the work of doom. He did it so no one else could try to lift it. And, yeah, I mean, clearly it's the work of doom, I guess. He didn't realize Mjolnir's mystic spell is all the protection that it needs. But how do I break through the force field and seize it? The shovel in this barn. It gives me an idea. So uh, Don Blake goes and steals a pickaxe and a shovel from some poor farmer. We won't ask the question of why there's a farm right in the middle of a courtyard. And he's trying to dig underneath the hammer using the uh, the tools. I've got to dig quickly, noisily, and hope Doom's guards will hear. And he's going thock, clang. And, and apparently it worked. It's like, it worked. I hear their footsteps. Now if my luck holds out, 
And so um, the uh, guards arrive on the scene. And, uh, Blake is nowhere to be seen. There, I told you I heard digging. Someone has tried to get the hammer. He must pay with his life for daring to defy our monarch. And the guards are looking around for Blake, and they find his jacket sitting here. And one of them goes, Look, the jacket of the escaped prisoner, Dr. Blake. He must be hiding in the hall below. You can see where he had been digging. Was he fool enough to think he could escape us so easily? Let us atomize the area. And they shoot all their ray guns at the ground, and they they create this big, huge hole right next to where the, the hammer is. And Blake is hiding up in a tree while all this is going on, and, and they don't bother looking up, obviously. It worked, he's thinking. Their blasters have enlarged the hole, doing my work for me. No need to search for him. There won't be enough left to identify. His Majesty will handsomely reward us, says the guard. And they all leave, and Blake drops out of the tree, and uh, <laughs> he goes down the hole. They're gone. It would have taken me days to dig a hole that deep. And now, all that remains is for me to go below. Take it easy, Doc. Easy. One misstep could ruin all my planning. You know, when he's sneaking around like this, it would be a lot better for him if he didn't talk out loud. (laughs) Because that's what he's doing. It's still smoldering from the heat of their blasts. But it's cool enough above my head for me to start scooping out the dirt. And so he goes underneath to where the hammer is, and he's, he's digging it out with his fingers with a scrunch scrack. It's all that separates me from Mjolnir, resting above. There, that's the final loose cobblestone, and now it's got to be somewhere. I can sense it. I can feel it. And he lays his head on the hammer, and we see Odin's face uh, above the, the town, and he's shouting, Mjolnir hath been regained. My son hath proved his worth. So let the mortal vanish that Thor may live again. And uh, Blake turns into Thor. And he has kind of a very Kirby-ish face here on this page. The thunder god must fly once more, says Thor. For there be wrongs to right. There be evil to avenge. Now let Dr. Doom beware. For Thor now thirsts for battle. And Thor takes off, and he's uh, flying with his hammer, and he smashes through the wall of Doctor Doom's castle with a bacow crash, and he is confronted by Doctor Doom himself, and he's standing, Doctor Doom is standing in front of this uh, weird Kirby machine, and he's got his hand threateningly on a lever. Come no closer, you overzealous oaf, says Doom. Were you witless enough to think you could catch Dr. Doom unprepared? I, who have met and vanquished the mightiest foes on earth. But Thor is not of earth. Thou shalt not vanquish me. Look, look, you callow clod. See the lever that I hold. Give me your hammer, or I release it, thereby unleashing a thousand missiles, which I'll vaporize every major city on earth. And not even you can stop them all. And Thor's, you know, decides he's beaten, I guess, and he decides to hold out his hammer. And Thor says, Then truly I am left no choice. Mighty Mjolnir must be thine. And he holds the hammer out. I know it has some mystic power, and once I seize it, says Doom. Thinkest thou the power wilt be thine, says Thor? Then take it now, and let us see. And he hands the hammer to uh, Dr. Doom, who can't hold it, and immediately it just goes, Doom! 
boom, crashes down to the floor and probably gives Doc Doom some sort of horrible spinal injury in the process. At last, I have the, whoa, I can't hold it. And he goes, Doom, not even I with all my strength, but I won't give up. I won't. I won't. I have given thee thy chance, says Thor. Now tis time for Thor to act. No longer shall helpless cities be threatened by thy deadly missiles. And he just smashes up Doom's machine barehanded with a scrack. With yon controls thus shattered, thou canst launch them nevermore. So Doom is uh, still sitting on the floor and he's trying to, to possess the hammer. And Thor is, is kind of winging his way around here. He's like thinking to himself, now once again must I regain my hammer ere it be too late. Oh no, you don't, Asgardian. If I can't have it, says Doom, no one will. It looks like uh, Doom picks up a piece of the wreckage from the machine, swipes it around, and he uh, trips Thor with it. And Thor's thinking to himself, he hath made me lose my footing. I trip. I fall. And <laughs> Thor just lands on the ground. You, know, you wouldn't think it would be so easy to trip Thor, but okay. And Doom is kind of flapping his arms above Thor here. And he says, It took me years to complete my missile complex, and you've ruined it with just one stroke. But you shall pay for that most thoughtless deed, and the fateful price will be your life. And Dr. Doom is shooting these rays at uh, Thor out of his gloves with a shoosh, and it's bouncing off Thor with zat, zist. Despite your strength, despite your accursed power, you are still made of flesh and blood. You still can hurt. You still can die. And Thor gets up. And one thing more hast thou forgot, says Thor. Thor can still fight. And he charges Doom and knocks him down. And Doom reaches up and grabs Thor's face with his electrified glove. But you must rely on strength alone, while I have weapons, almost without end, such as the electro-paralyzer within my metal glove. And Thor is getting getting sizzled by the glove, and he's thinking to himself, The sixty seconds have almost gone. It must not end this way again. So Thor is played by William Shatner in this issue. So long as I grasp you thus, you cannot break away, says Doom. My paralyzer roots you to the spot. And we see a close-up here of a clock ticking, uh, which just signifies the passage of time. Of course, because what else would a clock signify? Fall, thunder god, fall, as all must do, who dare defy my matchless power. So Thor is kind of slumping here, and he's trying to trick Doom, obviously. He thinks I sink in base defeat, he's thinking, but I merely bend to seize yon stone. And he, he's reaching his fingers underneath like a, one of these paving stones. And then he s shouts out loud, and hurl it upward, toppling floor and foe alike. Which is a really weird thing to shout when you think about it. And knocks over uh, Doom. And Doom is like, blast you, you won't escape me that way. Escape. What need hath Thor of such a word? For Mjolnir once again is mine. And he picks up the hammer. And Dr. Doom is shooting his rays at him again. But he's deflecting him now with the hammer. And now thy bolts are useless. I can't break through the hammer's arc, says Doom. I've wasted time enough on thee. I have no wish to slay a beast. Tis enough to shear his claws. And he whips the hammer around. and goes taken off towards the missile silo. He soars towards the missile site, says Dr. Doom. And I am powerless to stop him. And Thor is kind of talking to himself out loud as he 
as he's hurling his way towards the missiles. Though the control panel hath been truly shattered, the deadly missiles still do stand, ever poised to spread their seeds of carnage. So long as they exist, the threat is ever-present. And he comes across them, and Thor's uh, trying to hammer on them, and he says, Thus the god of thunder hath decreed, they shall stand no more. And he smashes one of them with a bakang. And Thor raises the hammer over his head, and he shouts out, Too long have weapons enslaved the earth. Too long have force and fear prevailed. Now let there be an end. And he throws his hammer, smashes a whole bunch of these missiles with a giant ratong. And he hears a voice from above. And of course it's Odin, who's getting impatient. Prince of Asgard, is thy task now done? Uh, and, and Thor is thinking to himself, From beyond the furthest reach, my father's voice doth summon me. Not yet, my liege. There still be one thing more. I bid thee, Thunder God, take heed. My patience grows most thin. Thou hast a mission strange and dread upon the world beyond. He is silent. No longer may I tarry, says Thor. All that remains is to reunite the captive with his grieving daughter. And Thor goes after the uh, the doctor. Mortal, I have come to free thee. You're back. No, no, it can't be. What does he mean he's back? Okay, this is just a mistake, Stan. This is <laughs> It was Blake that was there before. There is no time for talk. Thy child awaits thee within the sanctuary of America. Stay back. Stay back, says Lafarge. I could not leave. I must not leave. I will not leave. But what of Cosette? What of the child whose heart doth cry for thee? Do not speak to me of her. I owe her nothing. Nothing do you hear. She is just a child. What does she know? What does she matter? Don't promise me a fortune. I was to be rich. Rich. I will not lose it because of you. I'll see you dead first. The money is all that matters. And Lafarge goes into a drawer and he pulls out a gun and it looks like he's going to try to shoot Thor with it. And he's shooting at him. Crack, 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 as the, the gun says. I don't care about Cosette. I don't care about mankind. You must not rob me of my money. Doom didn't keep me a prisoner. I wanted to stay. I wanted to serve him. No one will stop me. No one. No one. And Thor's whipping his hammer around, deflecting all the bullets, and they're they're bouncing off the hammer with a thack, zatak, fatik, and bastask. Thy bullets cannot harm me, says Thor, but the evil in thy soul doth now fill my heart with loathing. There is no such thing as evil or love. Nothing matters but me. I must. Uh. And so he apparently, one of the bullets ricocheted off of something and hit the doctor in the chest. And yeah, that's, that's real convenient. I know bullet did ricochet and strike thee. If only that meddlesome corsette had not sent you, I'd have been rich, rich. And he falls on the floor and he dies. And Thor says, "'Tis ended. He is slain." But how do I tell a grieving child? And Thor goes goes to fly off, but Doom is on top of one of the parapets of the castle and shouting up at him, Thunder God, wait! We have a score to settle. Mayhap we do, says Thor, but it shall be another time. You interest me no longer. Coward, you are afraid to fight me, says Doom. But we'll meet again, I swear it. 
And we then shift back to uh, New York City and a page that looks very much as though it was drawn by Sal Buscema and not by John Buscema. And Thor is uh, in, in Cosette's apartment and she's saying, My father, what of my father? Tell me quickly, is he safe? This moment have I dreaded, he's thinking. And yet the words must now be spoke. Prepare thyself, child, says Thor. Thy father is dead. And then uh, Thor is thinking to himself as she cries, "'Tis truly said and done, but now my words must ease her grief. He didst perish while fighting for that which he believed, and the final words he spoke were of thee.'" And I guess that's technically true, though <laughs> it's a, a lie by omission, so Thor is not the most honest person. "'Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'll always cherish what you have just told me.'" "'Now tis time that I depart,' says Thor." Wait not for Dr. Donald Blake. Oh, so I guess they're still in Blake's office. <laughs> None can say when he will return. For if the world beyond prove my undoing, if Thor should fall to rise no more, then Blake as well must share his fate. And, of course, she doesn't hear that part because he is flying in space. Next, the world beyond. And that is Thor number 183. And of course, we always have a few words to say about these issues, so we will hear those right after this message. The Fantastic Arts is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that taste forgot the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree Skrull War. The arrival of Marvel Team-Up. Bill Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway, Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2-in-1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. The Fantastic Cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? And we are back, and we have a few words to say about the issue, as we always do. So, yeah, I, I have to go on record as saying that this is not a brilliant story. It's not the best Stanley story. Stan, at this point, you know, you know it, it started out okay. It started out reasonably strong last issue, but but honestly, Stan just seems to be phoning it in now. I mean, this this whole Cosette Lafarge and Professor Lafarge thing is just weird. I mean, it's like he goes to rescue the, the father, but the father has nothing on his mind but money. And then he ends up lying to the chick. I mean, the story is, is not so great. Now, the, the artwork, on the other hand, is, is pretty good. I mean, obviously, you know, Buscema's a great creator. Sinnott's a great inker. I mean, I love his inks even on this. There's some bits here that are a little wonky, but but there, there's a scene here where uh, where Thor looks a little bit more like Malekith than he does like uh, than Thor, with one side of his face is just black. But, you know, I, I get it. They're, they're trying new stuff. And what's interesting is that some of these pages, they look almost like Wally Woodington. And I know that that may seem weird, but, but that's what it looks like to me. It looks like Wally Wood may have inked some of these pages. It just, it, it looks very unsinnate. 
And it also looks very unbusema. So I don't know if maybe Wally was was offering a little assistance in the in the inking department at this point. I don't know. I mean, it just seems really weird. But um, it, it, some pages just seem to be very unlike Joe Sinnott's normal stuff. And you know how highly I think of Sinnott. But by and large, I mean, the art is, is pretty darn good. I mean, it, it, to be honest, John Buscema very rarely will put in a job that's substandard. And I, I think really where this issue suffers is that the story's just not very good. And that's 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 a problem. But what else can he do? I mean, it really. Um, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, you know, Thor hands Doctor Doom the hammer. Doom can't lift it for God's sakes, and he ends up just just getting clunk on the floor. Yeah, I mean, th- those are the kind of moments that make perfect sense, and it's kind of really cool. It just seems really strange that some of these transitions are a bit. They're a bit sudden. Yeah, it just it just doesn't seem like the story flows as as well as it could. So I don't know. You know, there's just there are things about the story that bother me a little bit. Anyhow, uh, that's about it for this week. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And of course, if you want to uh, send us an email, please feel free to do so. The email address is radiofreeasgard@gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and all the other places I mentioned earlier. So please feel free to drop us a line. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the invincible sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.